All right, everybody, here we are in part two of uh, this two-parter, The Age of Steel. I forgot to look up the Age of Aquarius, but it, this is definitely not the Age of Aquarius, because steel and water, what is the steel sign? Uh, would it, like would an exoskeleton-based creature be steel sign? Uh, but it starts off with a recap, uh, then some writing I can't read at all. I think it says Tom... Let's see, let's do, this is the recap. Uh, oh, maybe this is who wrote it. Uh, let's see if I can pick that up during the opening. Uh, and then I put doctor uses question mark, because I wasn't sure if it was his, uh, his uh, what is that, sonic screwdriver? Right, just when I was taking notes, I forgot what the sonic screwdriver was called, just like just now I did. Uh, but the robot, the cyber persons are saying delete, delete, delete. Uh, and let's see, yeah, here's the opening. I'm watching it live here. We'll see who wrote this episode. If it was Tom McRae, or maybe it's directed by Tom McRae, and not the beloved Russell uh, Davies, uh, David Tennant, uh, Billy Piper, Doctor Who. And uh, here we go, coming in Age of Steel by Tom McRae. So it was correct. I just spelled it wrong. Uh, and I couldn't read it, but the doctor zaps all the Cybermen with a sonic screwdriver with some, but it was an orange super-powered thing. And then it's all honk, honk, honk. Uh, the van picks them up. Uh, everybody in. Uh, but uh, Rose and the, um, uh, what's the dad's name? The, the dad. Uh, oh, Pete, they don't want to go. So the doctor has to give them real talk. Uh he says, actually, that's not the Rose you know uh, to Rose. I mean, that's actually not the Jackie you know. And he says, you know, to the, it's probably, you know, lost cause. Uh, and the woman driving the van, she says, this is the slowest getaway I've ever done. Finished chatting already. My mom is still in there hiding. Then they're in the van. I also put red light to see at night. The van is red. Uh, oh, it's a revitalizing. Let's see. It wasn't the uh, sonic screwdriver. It was the heart of the TARDIS. Uh, is there a song "Heart of the TARDIS"? Because if not, somebody come on, do it. I didn't even realize how well "Heart of the TARDIS." Like, see how that rolls out of my mouth. Uh, but Ricky says, "What was that thing?" Doctor says, "A little technology from home." Mickey says, what, what, what it was glowing before has run out. And the doctor says, no, it's in a revitalizing loop. It'll charge back up. And they say, what are we going to do? We, this is a boy band, guys, there too, Jake. And again, I don't know a lot of Doctor Who lore, but I would feel like this is like a kickoff episode for Jake and Mickey uh, as a team. But I'm not exactly positive that happened. Uh, but they go back and forth. Uh, Pete starts getting blamed. They start the blame game. Miss M, uh, they say, you know, you uh, you don't want the doctor as an enemy. When's that come up? 20.5. Let me look through. They basically say, hey, Pete, you're like uh, the worst. Uh, and Pete goes, you ever heard of Gemini? Uh, the mole? That's me. And they say, oh, wow, you're actually kind of the leader of our movement. Yeah, Pete says, uh, encrypted wavelength is 6 to 5, 7 using binary 9. I was like undercover with Lumic, uh, and now I'm with Scooby-Doo and the gang. Even got the van. 
And Mickey says, we're the preachers, man. We, uh, oh, no, Mickey says, the preachers know what they're doing. Ricky's the toughest person in London. And they say, really? And then he goes, well, for parking tickets, I got a lot of parking tickets. I fight the power of parking. And then the doctor says, I'm a doctor, by the way. Anyone interested? And Rose says, I'm Rose. Uh, he goes, that's the name of my dog. Uh, your catering staff. Uh, oh, this is my, uh, oh, Rose goes, I knew you were a good guy. And uh, they say, what is the Lumic up to with these cyber people? Earpods. Uh, let's look at these earpods. Doctor starts messing with the earpods. Uh, okay, that's that page. Let's see what else. Park anywhere. Oh, doctor finds uh, oh, he finds a super riveting or something interesting talking to Mickey. Also, did I say they have camouflage sheets? Uh, that's what I wrote at WTF. Oh, this is when the doctor identifies them as the cyber people. You get to the city, we got to form authorities, and Lumix talking to this robot. Uh, he keeps, oh, I said, why do they have two tears in their eyes? Uh, what does it say? Excellent. Uh, what does he My dear children, uh, let's take over. Oh, he said, he voices into the computer, uh, activate everything in the village of London. Or the city of London. I don't know if that meant London proper, the city of London, or London general. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, they talk. He talks. He says, "Oh, my children." Uh, Crane. He tries to catch Crane with his earpods, but Crane pulls him out. Uh, then they see people are hypnotized by their uh, cyber ears or their Bluetooth. Uh, um, here's a question I didn't find an answer to. I didn't look it up, though. Why are charging lights always blue? And, uh, like, the information LEDs. I mean, I can see out-of-battery red, fully charged green. Uh, so everyone's always zoned out. Something about a brainstorm. Oh, you can't rip off their ear pads when they're in action because it'll cause a brainstorm. The doctor's annoyed. At a human, so he says, you humans, you're always like this, uh, you know, sleep in the universe. Let's see what I, you know, they tell you there's a callback to the Vane Stratton Museum and the first cyber person we saw with Rose. And let's see, satellites, uh, uh, chamber 12. Oh, then they start bringing people to a power station to process uh, them into cyber beings. Uh, I don't know. The doctor gave him a big speech. Uh, I'm not trying to find it. Uh, he says, you humans, uh, oh, for such an intelligent lot, you aren't half susceptible. Uh, give everyone a chance to control and you submit. Uh, sometimes they think you like uh, the easy life. There's lots of ro marching robots. They only march, though. Then they split up. They say, quick, split up. Uh, History, what is that? Quick, oh, we get a quick history of cyber people by Dr. Who. Then there's lots of marching. Uh, Ricky and Mickey go for a plan. Mickey kisses Rose goodbye. There's lots of running, like a few minutes of running. There's a side-by-side -side shot of Ricky and Mickey talking. Uh, Vitex signs the Cybermen are not self. Oh, Vitex signs. That's what uh, uh, Rose's Pete sells. But the cyber people are not stealthy. 
The doctor uses a, a sonic screwdriver one time when they're cornered to r- distract them in another direction. Uh, jacking in tr- trouble. What is that? Uh, jocking in trouble. Ricky in trouble. Oh, Jackie's in trouble. She gets. She's in the get to become a cyber person. And then Ricky and Mickey get. They're going, but uh, Ricky decides. Uh, He's climbing a fence. He says, you know what, let me go to the big farm in the sky. Mickey got over the fence, uh, but uh, Ricky did not. Or maybe Mickey was on the other side saying, hurry up, man. He says, come on, twinsy-poo, I want to have a twin finally. And then the Cybermen say, no, no, let's go to the big farm with you. So he does. uh, uh, Cybermen stare at Mickey, which was strange because it was just a chain-link fence. uh, Mr. Crane is a rebel and a liar, WTF. What does that mean? I think, uh, oh, that's what Lumix says. Uh, I mean, Lumix is a very uh, relatable character, I'd say, to these uh, current days. Uh, but yeah, Lumix says, what do you mean, man? I thought you were 100% loyal to me. Why didn't you become a cyber person? That's your job. Because uh, cyber people say, this guy, dude's not programmed. He wasn't using his ear pods. He says, oh, they broke. Uh, uh, and Lumix says, are you a volunteer? He goes, oh, I'm on, the, on your team, but uh, I'm on the human. I want to be on the human team. So then he messes with Lumix, uh, uh, like uh, Vader's type stuff, like his apparatus. And then he, uh, this whatever that dude, how did I forget his name in four seconds? Uh, Crane, he goes, bye-bye. And then Lumic, the Cybermen say, you know what, Lumic, it's time for your upgrade, too. And he actually needs it to full Vader. They say, we're going to give you the full Vader. You're only half Vader. We're going full Vader on you. Actually, beyond Vader to uh, that other dude. Uh, Grie- he's thinking to, to a Grievous level, General, the old General Grievous. Let's see. Talk to boss. Uh, Lumic equipment, we discovered that. They do a first... Uh, a fist to their cyber, like that's their symbol. They put their fist to their cyber uh, readout. Read Hundreds of time, he says, send everybody down the Thames. Uh, or no, somebody says that. Mickey, Ricky comes running. Jake, boy band Jake says, oh boy, it's my buddy. But Rose knows it's Mickey. So boy band, Jake's not happy. He says, you're nothing, man. Uh, and they say, we got to move on. We got to do it. Even Ricky, Mickey says that. Uh, and uh, then there's music to, to underscore that. Uh, and there's this ominous, fa- ominous factory with a dirigible on the roof. Uh, a Zeppelin, I put. Uh, uh, four smokestacks. It reminded me of a scene in the first season of uh, uh, Alice Isn't on the Big Farm. They have a schematic or they talk about schematics. Look into my finance box just to check my schematics. Uh, they, I don't think they look. Oh, they have it on the computer, though. Mrs. Moore, Miss Moore's computer. Uh, and they say, okay, let's split up. Uh, Mickey, Mickey and Jake, uh, you take out the dirigible. Uh, me and Miss, uh, Miss Moore will go in through the cooling tunnels. Uh, Rose and Peter are like, we're going to try to go get Jackie. And so that's how they say, go in on three sides, above, between, below. We'll get to the control center. We'll stop it all. 
Actually, that was originally just Jake. And Mickey goes, what about me? Am I still the tin dog? Uh, he goes, no, I'm going with Jake. Uh, and then they say, Jake says, I don't need you, man. I'm a one-man boy band. And Mickey goes, do you hear yourself? There's no such thing as a one-man boy band. He goes, that's, that's, that's a Bieber. You know, that's a just a... And he goes, oh, man, maybe we do need teamwork right now. Be the tin dog. I love how he says that. Genuine Mickey. I'm a friend to help. It's a really good moment, uh, actually. Uh, Mickey heads off with Jake. He looks back. Uh, this is because he has a parting ways with Rose. Uh, and uh, he looks back and he kind of sees that Rose has moved on. Her and the doctor have a big hug and smile. Mickey's a little sad. Light ladder down. A dance for every ocean. I don't know what that means. Uh, let's see if I have any notes here. Let's see. We see the cyber people processing proper torch. Uh, oh, Moore says a device for every occasion because they don't have any lights for the ladder. Uh, big smile. Uh, uh, cyber people of the feet. There's a lot of resting cyber people. Uh, what else do they say? I think they had an inver- interesting conversation. Uh, Torch on a headband. Uh, doctor says, you got a hard hot dog in there? No. Uh, of all things to wish for, mechanically recovered food. And doctor says, it's a cyberman of food. And they say, okay, these ones are just resting. But let's not wake them up. Uh, yeah, let's not trip uh, trip anything. Big wonder spool. Oh, big wooden spool at some point. That's when Dad and the Rose are on the run. Don't show any emotion. Don't worry. They hold hands. Also, there was a dump truck. Uh, I think a doctor, or uh, it, uh, what's the guy's name? Pete and Rose, they, they pass a dump truck and a big wooden spool. Uh, there's lots of talk about upgrades. Uh, boy band gets to the top of the ladder. What do we got here? This, these two are, they take the ladder up to the roof. Two guards, let's, uh, Mickey says, I'll trick them. Uh, and Jake says, uh, oh, let's use uh, this uh, sleeping powder. Another one of Miss Moore's little tricks. Uh, and they say, let's go on board and see. Uh, then the doctor says, how'd you meet the preachers? And Miss Moore says, well, originally I worked for Cybus Industries 9 to 5, uh, and then I found something on the mainframe. You know how it goes. Uh, uh, you know, didn't you see M-A-T-R-I-X or whatever? And I found the preachers. They need a tech person. And uh, so I learned. Uh, doctor says, what about Mr. Moore? And she goes, she goes, no, I took that from a book, uh, Mrs. Moore. It was Scoots is next door neighbor, too. Safer not to use real names. Uh, but I got to keep Mr. Moore and the kids okay. I'm out, you know, I'm changing the world here. And she goes, what about you? You got any family? Dad goes, no. Uh, world, whole world on my shoulders. But he says, what's your real name? She goes, Angela Price. And she says, don't tell anyone. The doctor actually says, okay, I won't. Uh, but then a cyber person goes on, motion detected. I wonder what book she took her name from. I didn't have a chance to research that. Maybe I shouldn't know. Torch versus flashlight. That's just terminology. Wake, wake up ladder. Out good team. 6,500 and rising. 
Rose has to wait for the Jackie bot. Uh, uh, Deep Gold Six. These are all things that got said in the dialogue or that I wrote down that I might have heard. Uh, Rose has to wait. We see the Jackie bot. Uh, okay, let's see where it was. Uh, yeah, uh, I was trying to find the stuff with the Jackie bot. Uh, um, let's see if I can find it here. Chamber six, uh, human upgrades. Uh, oh, yeah. And he sent a Jackie Pete ass. Uh, and then uh, someone says, uh, a cyber person says, are you Pete Tyler? Confirm you're Pete Tyler. And Pete, uh, Pete's pretending he's like uh, hypnotized. So he says, confirmed. And she goes, oh, by the way, I'm Jackie. And Rose and Pete go, what, what, what? Uh, and then uh, cyber person Jackie says, restrain, unprogrammed. Uh, and Pete goes, you can't be Jackie. And she goes, I once was, uh, now I'm Cyberform. And Rose goes, no way. Uh, and they go, yeah, yes. Yeah. So she goes, way, totally, Wayne and world, Wayne's World or whatever. Uh, and Pete goes, uh, I'm here to help you. And she goes, didn't you work with Cybus Industries to help us? Uh, and they, she says, take them to Cyber Control. And Pete goes, maybe we could reverse this. I don't know. Uh, Rose goes, there's nothing we can do about this one. She's a bot. She's a bot now. And then they lose her in the in the great, but you know, all the collection of the bots. Uh, which one is Jackie? Then Mickey and uh, Jake are in the um, control room of the airship. Uh, they tap on one of the cy- cyber people in there. And they say, upgrade this heart of steel. That's what, that's Pete's first hit or second hit from whatever the first hit I said is. Bardis on the TARDIS. Uh, don't come and knock. Another one Pete wrote. One of my favorite ones is, uh, don't come and knock and when this TARDIS is rocking. And there's also then another one on the B side was, uh, please come knocking when the TARDIS is rocking because we're just having a party. Also, there's rooms in the TARDIS, so even if one part, if, even if your TARDIS is rocking, you know, there's still privacy within the TARDIS. Um, but that was, song was, uh, what was it called? Uh, oh, Upgrade the TARDIS Steel. Oh, that was a classic. I love that song so much. So much so that I've never upgraded my Heart of Stone, but uh, Custodial Inhibitor or something. What is it? Emotional Inhibitor. Yeah, I said, I've heard of that. You kidding me? They say, we'll say, what are your hobbies and pastimes? I say, well, emotional inhibitor, that's the key. Uh, someone says, uh, I think either, you know, this is when uh, Jake and Mickey are working. Uh, then uh, tough call, she's out. Oh, uh, the doctor and Miss Moore get surrounded uh, and Miss Moore goes to the big farm in the sky, but she first gives him a, a like a EMT a EM electromagnetic thing. Maybe that's maybe the doctor's the one that introduces the thing uh, about the heart of uh, whatever. What is all this? Uh, uh, they talk about oh, they talk to the cyber person who says I'm cold, uh, and uh, oh, because they broke the emotional inhibitor. That's why it stops him from feeling anything. And working out a solution, Mickey hacks the Zeppelin. Why Led Zeppelin, I put a doctor. 
As time rose and Pete, uh, the doctor asks about Lumic, a.k.a. Cyber Controller, who says this is the Age of Steel. Let's see. Let me just run through this. Uh, so cold. They say, you're okay now, Sally. Go to sleep. Uh, that was Sally Phelan, one of the cyber people we met. Uh, maybe we could cancel the do a cancellation code. And that would send all the cyber people to the big farm. Oh, so they figure it out. Uh, and that must be the binary vascular system. Oh, that's the doctor. Two hearts. Uh, oh, then uh, they say, okay, uh, I think I've lost my, my notes were really not good this week. Uh, or maybe I've just, uh, uh, this is, uh, maybe my cyber thing is going, uh, but yeah, they go to cyber control. This is cyber uh, thing. Boy band uh, compliments Mickey on hacking the computer. Then the cyber person comes to life, and Mickey tricks the cyber person uh, who shuts down the transmitter. Then everybody's on the run. A tick, tick, happy sound. What does that mean? Mickey sees the doctor and Rose on a closed circuit camera. Yeah, the doctor says, okay, I've been captured, but Rose and Peter are still out there. Oh, yeah, there's a good speech in here. Let's so let's run through here. Yeah, okay, they get in. They get into the thing. I'm good with computers. We covered that. Uh, yeah, where's the famous Mr. Lumic? Don't we get a chance to meet our uh, lord and master? The doctor says, cyber people see yeah. Lumic is a cyber controller, and then he comes out, uh, Welcome to the Age of Steel, I'm the creator. Uh, then Mickey shuts things down, and the people wake up that are not converted yet. Uh, and uh, the doctor says, Good work, boys, vote for free will. And Lumic goes, I got this going on every continent, just not, not just London. Uh, Mickey logs into cyber control. That's when they see Dr. and Rose. Uh, and uh, Lumix says, I'm going to bring peace to the world and uniformity. Dr. goes, what about imagination? You don't have imagination uh, and uh, pure logic. And Lumix goes, what's your name? He goes, I'm the doctor. He goes, we don't need doctors anymore. Our cyber people don't get uh, colds. And Dr. goes, that's it. Uh, that's the point. Uh, you might be a genius. Uh, but I'm in the room, and everything you've invented is uh, not, you know, so you don't get a cold. But he goes, uh, that's so human the one, that you wanted to get rid of colds uh, is what you strive for. And he goes, it's about striving and not stagnation. If you don't get a cold, you don't know how to get a, you know, make, you don't you get the benefits of bone broth. Uh, he goes, that's what keeps this planet alive, or is, is you know, striving for stuff like bone broth. Uh, and Lumix says, you're proud of emotions. The doctor says, you better believe it. The whole spectrum and rainbow, buddy. He goes, don't you want to be free from PA to the double I to the A to the N? And spell, you know, spelling issues. And doctor says, nope. Uh, and the doctor goes, you don't control me, buddy. I get a bi, you know, bi, bifurkle or whatever. And uh, so they go back and forth. Meanwhile, uh, the doctor's really just buying time, I think. Because uh, then he says, all this would take is some ordinary person uh, to find the right codes. Uh, 
say the code behind the emotional inhibitor right in front of them. Uh, whoever might know how to use a computer and firewalls, uh, just like Pete said, uh, binary nine. Anybody could find that cancellation code and they'd type it in, eh, Mickey? To save his friends. Uh, and uh, Lumix says, talk is cheap or something. Uh, and Dr. Lucy, I talk too much. Rose knows that too. And uh, somehow they, like, uh, get the password to Mickey and they text it to him. Uh, and uh, the Mickey, uh, they say, okay, uh, they're getting ready to upgrade everybody to delete them. And they text it to the doctor and he plugs his phone into a docking station. Uh, you have no means of stopping me, most ordinary person, binary nine. Keep typing, words are relevant. Uh, yeah, it's six eight seven nine seven six zero. Minds are blown. Uh, Mickey and Jake cheer. Uh, Cyberman gets a cyber headache. Yeah, looks. People start looking in the mirror. Then their minds are really blown, and some of them head to the big farm. Uh, then we see an exit sign. Boy band uh, try, track to run. Mickey steers in back. Oh, so they're flying the airship. Uh, Boy band wants to run, but Mickey's like, we got to steer the airship uh, and pick everybody up. He calls Rose. Uh, there's some hero music, then there's some action music, then there's a Lumic not being happy. Butt up out of the morning or something. Hold on, I'm coming. And they drop a ladder. Let me see what else I'm missing here. Spinning the Zeppelin wheel, Jake is. Uh, yeah, head for the roof. Uh, they head up. Uh, uh, they say, where'd you learn to fly that thing? Mickey says, Come, you know, games, man. Uh, then they throw the ladder out. Uh, uh, Rose goes up. Then Pete and the doctor. Uh, Mickey spinning the wheel around, pushing levers. Uh, like he's on a TARDIS a little bit. Uh, Lumic has LED eyes on the ladder. Doctor gives uh, Pete a sonic screwdriver because, you know, he's following Pete up the ladder. Uh, Jackie Tyler, this is for her, he says. And then there's a slow-mo Lumic fail all the way down. They fly off a quiet, dark tar TARDIS. Uh, the doctor says, one little spark, uh, we're back online. Uh, then Pete and Rose, they have a quiet moment together. Uh, because, you know, about the two different worlds, uh, Pete goes, I got to get after those Lumic. I got to shut down Lumic worldwide. Tell the authorities. Uh, doctor goes, Rose, we got to roll. And he goes, she goes, thanks, thanks. Uh, and she goes, by the way, you're my dad. And he goes, oh, don't tell me that. I got to go. Uh, Mickey has uh, the doctor's suits. Yeah, it's a tough goodbye. Uh, doctor touches the back of his head. Oh, that was Pete's head, I think. Uh, doctor tells Rose to find, uh, oh, uh, Miss Moore's husband. But he doesn't tell Rose that. What does he say? My suit, oh, Angela Price. Uh, he tells Jake to do that boy band. Find her family. Tell her she's a, tell him that she's a hero. And the doctor goes, off we go then. And Pete says, or Mickey says, the thing is, I'm staying. Uh, and his voice cracks. He goes, he balances out. He goes, I'll be Ricky here. 
goes, there's work to do with these cyber people. Rose goes, you can't stay. Mickey goes, yeah, my gran is here. So, and Rose goes, what about me? What if I need you? Mickey finally says, you know, Rose, you got the doctor. Isn't that, uh, you and him. He goes, we used to have something, but not anymore. And she goes, we'll be back. We're right, right. And the doctor's actually, we can't come back here. This is it, Mickey. And Mickey goes, yeah. Then they even have, it's over music. Uh, can't ever return. Yeah, doctor, Mickey uh, shakes his hand. Uh, half step over those frictures. Good luck, Mickey. He said, he gives Mickey's old name, you know. Uh, says, oh, take Rose's phone. That's got all the secret codes in it. Uh, uh, half strip those uh, fake. Uh, oh, he, he just kept, uh, pats his cheek. And uh, Mickey says, watch it. Uh, Mickey says, we had a good time, Rose. Uh, who would have thought you and me, uh, not even back in, you know, in the old estate, flying through the stars. Because uh, we used to imagine stuff like this. Uh, never saw this one coming. Mickey goes, don't miss your flight. Uh, uh, Mickey faces Rose, who's a bit stunned, hug tears, music. Uh, he said, then Rose gets on, and Jake, Mickey says, Jake, you got to watch this. Uh, and Jake goes, what? Uh, and he goes, that's the doctor in the TARDIS with Rose Tyler. He's really very proud. Then Jackie, then we see our world Jackie filling her bread. Uh, she hears the TARDIS, which appears in her living room. And they said, Mom, so good to see you. Uh, she goes, what's wrong? Where were you? Uh, they go far away. She goes, uh, where's Mickey? The doctor says, he's home. And then uh, Britta, big sad hug. Doctor's arms are crossed. Uh, and then we have Mickey and boy band, Jake in a van. And he's, Mickey says, look, even though I'm like Ricky, I'm different. I'm not replacing him. But he goes, I'm here for his mission. Stop in the cyber factories. He goes, what do you think about Paris, Jake? And Jake says, uh, you know, he sings the song, yeah, let's liberate Paris. Uh, and he goes, what, you and me in a van? Uh, that's what Jake says. Uh, Mickey goes, I saved the universe with a big yellow truck once upon a time. And with that, the episode comes to a close. Now, let's run through a couple of things that came up. Night vision was one thing, uh, which was like... Uh, it was thinking about red light and night vision. Uh, using red light for night vision is less effective for people with red color. Well, let's see. Here it is. Uh, blue, green, biological night vision. You know, there's different ways of illuminating night vision. Where's the thing I saw? I could have sworn there was something about why you use red light. Uh, oh, here it is. Uh, Photoreceptors, biological night vision. Photoreceptors in the cells in uh, vertebrate eye have a photoreceptor protein, which is a combination of protein. This is from Wikipedia. Photospin in color vision spells and rotospin or uh, rotopsin. A bunch of different molecules. Uh, retinol must diffuse with the vision cell out of the eye, circulate it to the blood, to the river, liver, where it's regenerated. In bright light conditions, most of the retinol is not in the retinal is not in the photoreceptors, but outside the eye. 
It takes about 45 minutes of dark for all of the photoreceptor proteins to be recharged uh, with active retinol. But most of night vision a- adaptation occurs within the first five minutes. Uh, adaptation results in maximum sensitivity of light. Uh, in dark conditions, only the rod cells have enough sensitivity sensitivity to respond in trigger vision. Uh, rhodopsin, uh, rhodopsin, rhodopsin, why is that so hard? Uh, in the human rods, is insensitive to longer red wavelengths. Uh, so traditionally, many people use red light to help preserve night vision. Red light only slowly depletes, depletes the rhodopsin uh, stores in the rods and instead is viewed by the red-sensitive cone cells. So that's a little bit. What about a project? There's a lot of Gemini. So I looked up a few things about Gemini in here. One is Project Gemini. And this is all, that was NASA's second spaceflight program between Mercury and Apollo. It started in 61, ended in 66. Uh, Gemini spacecraft carried a two astronaut crew. Ten Gemini crews flew low Earth orbit missions. And the objective was the development of space travel techniques to support the Apollo mission to land astronauts on the moon. It performed missions long enough for a trip to the moon and back uh, and perfected out, working outside the uh, spacecraft with uh, EVA, extravehicular activity, uh, pioneering orbital maneuvers, uh, space rendezvous and docking. Uh, they were all uh, based on uh, Cape Kennedy Air Force Station in Florida, and they were launched from uh, uh, Gemini Titan Two. And uh, they were the first program to use the Mission Control Center in Houston. So that's a little bit about Gemini. What about an astrology Gemini, aka the twins? Uh, looks like I pressed the wrong button. Uh, it's the third astrological sign in the Zodiac, uh, originating. So the Zodiac is from the constellation. Uh, the, sun, uh, the sun transits the sky, the sign between May 21st and June 21st. And it's represented by uh, the twins Castor and Pollux, uh, who, uh, uh, you know, there's uh, big farm-related stuff. Uh, so that's the Gemini of astrology. What about, oh, the constellation? I, I guess I meant to look up the zodiac. This is about the constellation. Yeah, it's one of the constellations of the zodiac, one of 48 constellations described by Ptolemy, and one of 88 modern constellations today. It's Latin for twins. Uh, and its symbol is almost like uh, the Roman numeral two, a little bit different. It lies between Taurus to the west and Cancer to the east, uh, with Origa and Lynx to the north and Monoceros and Canis Minor to the south. Uh, and as we said, the sun is from June 20th to July 20th of the year, even though the zodiac dates are May to June. Uh, by mid-August, Gen- Gen- Gemini will appear along the eastern horizon in the morning sky prior to sunrise. Uh, they don't say where on earth. They assume, I guess uh, the best time to observe Gemini is at night and it is overhead during the months of January and February. So get on your Gemini looking. Uh, 
Uh, by April and May, it'll be visible soon after sunset in the west. The uh, easiest way to locate it is to find uh, Castor and Pollux eastward from the familiar V-shaped uh, Asterium of Taurus uh, in the three stars under Orion's belt. Uh, okay, so this is a little bit about it. Pretty cool. Uh, what about the song Side by Side? That came up, I think, just because I saw Mickey and Ricky side by side. And the song is 19, best known in a 1953 recording by K-Star. Uh, but it's a popular song by Harry M. Woods, written in 1927, considered a standard. Uh, there's a bunch of different recorded v- versions. Uh, it was uh, used in uh, TV shows. Uh, it was uh, used in a Judy Bloom novel, Rich Rich movie, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Kit Kitridge, American Girl, uh, Florence and Harry sang it in uh, Jefferson's episode. Lauren Ambrose uh, sang it in Burbigs's. Also, if you're in New York, go see Burbigs's, Mike Burbigley's uh, uh, Broadway show. But it was in Sleepwalk with me. So maybe that's why. But, but uh, let's see, lyrics of this song. Let's check the lyrics. Uh, uh, oh, we ain't got a barrel of money. Maybe we're ragging and funny, but if you travel along singing a song side by side, oh, we don't know what's coming tomorrow. Maybe it's trouble and sorrow, but we'll travel the road sharing our load side by side through all kinds of weather. What if the sky should fall? Just as long as we're together, it doesn't matter at all. Well, and when they've had their quarrels imparted, we'll be just something started. Uh, uh, just travel along singing our songs side by side. I would have liked Mickey and Ricky to sing this to each other. My sentiment is exactly, uh, I know what you're saying, something exactly side by side. Uh, side by side, here's one that uh, chimneys came up, uh, and I said, well, how tall are chimneys? Like, what are the tallest chimneys in the world? And then I said, chim chimney tree. And really, here's the timeline of the world's tallest chimneys. Uh, the chimney of Nortlot's glass bottle company in Dublin, Ireland, was the tallest in 1820 to 1835. It was 30 feet, uh, 30 meters, 95 feet. Uh, then in four, from uh, eighteen in the eighteen thirty six, it was a sober Adams Soberworks chim, chimney in Birmingham, England, ninety seven meters. Uh, then tenants stock in Glasgow, one hundred thirty two meters. Uh, Port Port Dundas uh, Townsend chimney in Glasgow, uh, one hundred thirty two. Oh, that one tenant stock went bye bye. That's why. Um, because that one's like a point, point 0.2 meters smaller. Let's see. Then a couple in Germany, 134, 140. Then Great Falls, Montana's big stack, 154. Then the Hitachi smelter and refinery, 155. These are meters, by the way. Uh, then an, an, that was in Japan. Then another uh, uh, smelter in Japan, 164, 167. Then a smelter in Ruston, Washington, 174. Most of these are gone, which is, you know, a great. Uh, I, I mean, I am a chimney fan. I, I prefer retired chimney. You say retire the chimney, but keep it up there. 
Uh, then a smelter in Montana, which was the tallest chimney built of bricks, 178 meters of bricks. Holy mackerel. Uh, Selby, California, uh, 184. It keeps going. Let's look at the current ones. Uh, at the top one, get ready, buckle your seatbelt. The tallest chimney in the world is in Kazakhstan, 419 meters. Uh, uh, then Sudbury, Ontario, uh, 380 meters. That's the tallest chimney in the Western Hemisphere. Then Homer City, Pennsylvania, 371 meters. That's the tallest chimney in the U.S. Uh, Kennecott Smokestack is 370 meters. That's the tallest chimney west of the Mississippi. Uh, there's a, a, a tallest chimney in Russia, 370 meters. Uh, tallest chimney uh, before the... Um, I don't know. There's other ones. Uh, just just to like give you, so the tallest chimney is 419 meters, and then there's a lot of chimneys that's in the 300 meter range. So the tallest structures, just to give you a thing. So what did I say? 400 meters. The tallest structures in the world. Uh, you've got the tallest building in the world is 829 meters, but then uh, after that. Uh, is a, a, t- a self-supporting tower in Tokyo that's 634. Then a TV mast uh, in uh, North Dakota, 328. Uh, then a tra- transmitter in uh, Hawaii, 458. Uh, uh, the Tronus Towers in uh, uh, 452. And then we have our chimney at 419. So chimney's in the top 10. And I think there's like, uh, yeah, then a lot of chimneys because most, uh, hold on a second. Uh, this thing drops down pretty fast to 200. There's uh yeah. So it like, uh, I don't know. We, we, only Sleep With Me podcast would have an international chimney tour. So there's a lot of other stuff I'll link to. But this last thing, I think this is a really good article on the, in the Atlantic. Uh, the, 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 the Big Farm Dream of the Dirigible. And it's from 2012. It's written by Megan Garber. Uh, and it's easy to forget now, but the airship was once the flying machine of the future. And, you know, we've seen a lot of steampunk and stuff. Uh, and maybe I've linked to this article before. It shows the, the USS Los Angeles moored to the Empire State Building. And, uh, you know, they're talking about the increase in height of the planned edifice. Uh, from 1,000 feet to 1,250, so there could be a mass for dirigibles, which would fly uh, passengers directly to Midtown Manhattan. Uh, well, people, you know, got off uh, airships, you know, how they were lighter than air. And the first vehicles to enable controlled and human and powered human flight, uh, people thought they were the way of the future. Um, let's see, but not long after 1929, dirigibles and their fellow aerostats would fall out of favor as a preferred technology for passenger flight, uh, relegated to sports advertising and ab- sports and advertising, uh, and filming, uh, as we know, blimps today. Their decline was, you know, because of some things that happened, uh, uh, but the nicheification of the airship was mostly due to the fact that, uh, Gaseous materials that allowed dirigibles or effortlessness of flight uh, were less effective than uh, in less uh, than good old fossil fuels, uh, and that's why flight kind of won out. So there's a nice long form article about that with some great pictures and posters and things.
I'm also going to leak to an article about uh, from Cinefax.com in the show notes uh, about uh, using two actors in the sh- one actor playing twins in the same shots in a run through that from history. I thought that was really interesting. A How Stuff Works article about um, about uh, you, like uh, motion detection. Uh, and then the 10 wildest is like fact-checking wild Led Zeppelin facts. And then I'll close out with the lyrics to One Little Spark, uh, which is this, uh, I'm reading this from uh, the Disney Wiki. It's a theme song to Journey into the Imagination at Epcot. Uh, it was written by the Sherman Brothers and is still used. Uh, it used to be sung by the Dreamfinder and Figment. Uh, now I think just Figment sings it or maybe uh, Erica Idle too, but it goes One Little Spark of Inspiration. He's at the heart of all creation, right at the start of everything that's new. One little spark lights up for you. Uh, two tiny wings, eyes big and yellow. Horn of a steer, but a lovable fellow. From head to tail, he's a royal purple pigment. And there, voila, you've got a figment. We have sparks, imaginations. That's how our minds create creations. From there, they make our wildest dreams come true. Those magic sparks in me and you. Imagination, imagination. A dream can be a dream come true. With just that spark in me and you. Uh, Good night, everybody.